Welcome to episode number 134 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Boy, what an honor it is to have this guy back as my as my co-host for the day. He is joining us on his off day in Denver, Colorado. You didn't want to do anything outside today that was fun, Lucas Giolito? Um, no, I worked out this morning in the hotel gym, and then I walked over and got some coffee and uh i hit a little taco stand little like lunch spot that all the corporate folk like to go to and i had a breakfast burrito it was delicious that's that's been that's it, it. So was this a heavy lift day for you was this cardio was this legs what was this um a little bit of upper body and then moved into like a like a plyo routine, um, really trying to work on explosiveness right now, like explosiveness with my hips. Explosiveness with your hips. Mm. I don't think I would be able to move if I worked on my explosiveness with my hips. I have to be on it. So if we walk into the hotel gym in Denver and we see Lucas Giolito working out, are we uh, like tank top, earbuds? Are you dancing while you're working out what is the visual um no today was pretty focused uh, i was in there with goldie our strength and conditioning uh coach mm. uh he made some time uh, on the off day to work out with me which was very kind of him um but yeah no no headphones today uh you know the hotel gym was playing some some light like house music in the background uh i was i was just focused on like doing the exercises correctly and communicating with uh, goldie the whole time uh if i'm working out alone yeah i'll have some earbuds in and um just kind of vibing out but uh didn't need that today do we are we a shuffle guy on the music do we look for particular music what is it I think that it it just kind of goes based on how I'm feeling. I have a couple playlists made that I can go to. Um, sometimes I'll be like just listening through like an album. Uh, if there's like a new album release or something from an artist I liked. Yeah. Okay. I think if we had a liftoff at the Rose Rotation between all of our co-hosts, I think the finals comes down between Giolito and glass now what is mm. who's, who's the favorite between those two because they're both very very large men based on what i've seen i think he's a lot more athletic than i am like can't he backflip and stuff like that yeah i mean i get it he's six foot eight he looks like an adonis that's chiseled out of granite but everybody who has ever seen you work out says i mean we know you're huge because you're six six what, what do you weigh 245 or something no i got i got heavier uh last off season I, I showed up to camp at 280 um whoa 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 what yeah i i got to camp i was 280 um i really crushed the weights over the lockout um that was one of the things i was doing to relieve stress <laughs> during a very stressful time um and then now i'm 
I, I weighed myself yesterday at like 265. So I've, I've definitely shed some of it uh, over the course of the season. You showed up to, at, that's like a defensive end. You, 6'6", 280, you should be running yeah. the quarterback. Yeah, I was, I was pretty big. Um, it was, it was like part, it was like part of a plan uh, that I, I worked, uh, you know, I communicated with, with my personal trainer at the beginning of the off season and, and we wanted to get some more power. So uh, I was really crushing the weights. I, I, I got very big um, showing up to camp and I thought it would be very beneficial uh, for the season, like I thought I would throw harder and I'd be more stable. Um, but then opening day, I injured myself. <laughs> I had that little ab injury. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, if getting that big ended up being the most positive thing because um, right now, like I was saying earlier, like I'm trying to hone in on like getting my like hips to like explode again and like being more fast twitch. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking back to the off season, like mm, maybe that wasn't the ideal uh, position to put myself in. Uh, but I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, I was throwing really hard in spring training and I felt very good, but then it kind of, uh, you know, after the injury and then I got COVID and all that stuff, it was ended up uh, maybe backfiring a little bit. I'm not sure. All right. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I put on a lot of weight during the lockout too. Mm. I wasn't muscular. I was, I was dad bod tire around my hips sort of deal. <laughs> It was not good. I should have been with Goldie in the gym too today, working on my explosiveness. I should. It's never too late. You can go get a workout in today. I did my fucking forty-five minutes on the elliptical, my fat guy elliptical. Isn't that good enough? I don't know how. I don't know how anyone does like long cardio like that. Oh, I hate it. Glass if I get on... when I talk to Glass now, he's like, "Yeah, dude, I love, the, I love it. I get such a high." I'm like, "Shut up." Man, I, I wish my brain was wired like that. I, I do not like cardio at all. Um, if I go on like elliptical or exercise bike after 10 minutes, I'm like freaking out, like get me off of this thing. <laughs> this is boring. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I prefer like lifting and, and moving around in the gym, doing like a, you know, different exercises, Got it. keeping it interesting. All right, so what, what goes on the rest of the day? You guys flew out of Chicago yesterday after you took care of my Guardians. You get to Denver. Some guys, I'm sure, are doing something beautiful, whether it's golfing, hiking, something mm. interesting in the Denver area. You go get a nice team meal. What happens tonight? Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of a few different things guys are doing today. A, a lot of golfing, for sure. Um, I've heard about some hiking. Uh, I know a couple dudes... Uh, I think they went whitewater rafting oh, today. Um, staff, not players. No players went whitewater rafting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, no real plans for the rest of the day. I got, I got this 
wonderful podcast we have. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'll probably keep watching The Sopranos because that's the new show I've been. Well, it's not new, but it's like my new show I've been watching. What? Uh, what? How many times have you watched Sopranos? This is my first first time ever watching it. I I don't think you would have made the cut to be on the podcast if this was your first time watching the Sopranos. I cannot for a guy who's in a Hollywood family like you. My parents watched it. I remember my parents watching it in, you know, 99, 2000, like when it aired, like they were watching every week on HBO and I was a little too young. Right. Uh, You know, I was what first season I was like seven or eight years old. Right. Too young. So, you know, it was before my time. Um, I remember them watching the finale, uh, but I, yeah, that was like before my time. I, that's when I was still watching cartoons and stuff. So uh, as I've gotten older, like I've gone through like the list of like best TV shows ever. And I've watched a lot of them, like The Wire, another HBO show. And um, obviously I've seen like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, like all that stuff. The Sopranos has always been on, the, on my list and I never got around to it. And now I finally am. So where are you? Where are you right now? I'm on like episode seven of season one. Oh wow. Yeah, it's hilarious. It it's great. It is so well done. So on back in the best damn days, we used to have Bobby Bacala on his date. He used to fill in for Tom Arnold all the time. And I mean, it was this is at the height of the Sopranos. So he was mm. great. A huge sports fan and good dude and he would always just play it up we used to do fun little skits with him and uh it's some good shit man yeah i i played with uh cutter dykstra whose uh wife is jamie lynn siegler you where so i where in uh double a harrisburg and i believe triple a syracuse with the nationals oh my god back in like 2000 Man, 2015, 2016. Amazing. Yeah, I met, yeah, I met Jamie a, a few times. She's super nice. Um, and yeah, I think Cutter, I want to say that he like invested in, um, in like Theragun or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I but just, he was he was he was an awesome teammate. He was hilarious, man. What did he uh, do that was so funny? Uh, <laughs> many things. He, it's it's hard to remember, but uh, just like his personality, he was he was like really really funny. Translation: He's married now, Rose. I cannot tell you this now. <laughs> I got no, it. He was I already he was already he was already married. Oh. Okay. Um when I played with him. It was right. he was just such he was a character, man. More of the show coming your way, but first I want to talk to you a little bit about the baseball card collection business. It has become big time business over the last several years. And Greg Morris cards, it is the most trusted sports card seller on the planet. In fact, they sell over 80,000 sports cards every month. So that's like more than 2,000 per day. GMC sells baseball cards from every era. So if you're looking for the real old ones, pre-war, they got those. 
post-war, taken care of, modern era, we're all good. So why do people trust GMC for buying cards? Well, Greg Morris and his team, they hand grade each and every card that they sell. The buyers have been trusting Greg's grades for years. So if dude says that they're mint, guess what? They are mint. What I need you to do, go to gregmorriscards.com to check out the entire inventory. In fact, GMC wants to take care of you and give you a little something special. They want to give you 10 bucks in free cards just for hearing about it here on John Boy Media. So go to the website, gregmorriscards.com, find the cards that you want. If you win the eBay auction, you message them with the code JOHNBOY to get 10 bucks off your order, and you are in big-time business. So during break, did you go to your, uh, your new home in San, in San Diego? Yes, I did. So you finally got to see it. Yeah, I went, yeah, went, uh, went out to La Jolla, uh, where we're renting our, our house for the year while Ari's in her first, well, her first year of actually working as a doctor. But uh, it's her intern year at San Diego Humane Society. She's absolutely loving it so far. Um, except she's a little upset the last couple of days because they had a dog come in and she described it as the most perfect dog ever. It's like a, uh, she's a pity mix that Ari said, all she wants is to be hugged. Like the most docile, um, caring, chill dog like she said like this dog you know they're all in their um little like cages or whatever I, cages might not be the right term but you know it's like the shelter mm-hmm. and dogs are just going ballistic they're barking going crazy and Ari told me like I walk in there all the dogs are just going insane and like there she is just like chilling happy as could be like not barking nothing and as soon as like she sees any human, she lights up wagging her tail. She just wants to come and be pet, which is like just such a. It's just the opposite of our dog, Louie, who we love to death and he's the best. But I mean, he is so spoiled, like for being a rescue dog, like, come on, man, have some appreciation. Like you get to live in this nice house in San Diego. Um I just set up the walk service so he gets an out an, a private one hour walk every single day. Ari has to work by this wonderful company. Like these people come in, walk him, take care of him, play with him. Uh, and then when Ari's home, like she gives him all the attention he needs. Like he won't eat dry food. So we feed him this, you know, we feed him premium canned dog food, like gets whatever the hell he wants. And this little motherfucker is so freaking spoiled. Like he, the most recent thing, he had this toy. We have to get him toys that are like very difficult to like break and like get in and, you know, rip apart. So we got like this, like, it's like tough skin. Like it's a squeaky, but it's like also like soft. It's shaped like a bone. It's like this big. And even when I was there last week, he was like starting to work on like breaking the seams apart and trying to get in there to get all the fluff out. And I guess yesterday he finally finished the job and Ari said she came home to just like, you know, the fluff that's stuffed in dog food, just strewn, like, like all over the house. 
it's everywhere. So Arya has to clean it up. She takes the toy. It's like, you know, soaking wet from him, just like getting in there. And she says that like she, she like put it, in, she put it like up in a drawer somewhere. So obviously he couldn't see it. And then she said that for the next 25 minutes, he just had a meltdown where he was like walking around, like huffing, going, uh, 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 and like, and like clicking, like clacking his feet up against uh, the metal trash can because that makes the most annoying sound. Um, doesn't really care about being pet or loved. Like, just wants to do his own thing. <laughs> Dude, I mean, so, Louis sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, but he's like our special pain in the ass, you know? Okay. It's a, hey, you know, I got two kids. They can be a pain in the ass, too. It doesn't mean I don't love them. Yeah. He's very, like, the thing with Louis, he's very sweet. Like, he loves playing. Um, I was FaceTiming with Ari last night. She, like, went out to get... Uh, some food, a couple drinks. She was gone for like two hours and got home pretty late. And, you know, it's like 1130 midnight. She gets home. Louis decides now's the time that I'm just going to be an absolute insanity monster. And he's just running around in circles, goes outside, poops, running around for like 10 minutes. I'm like watching it all on FaceTime. And Ari's just like, what, what is going on? Like, He's he's almost five years old and he still has the energy level of like a one year old puppy, just insane. And at like uh, eleven o'clock at night, that's exactly what you want. You're like I'm good. So Ari, when she had this pity mix in in the shelter, she was like, "I think I'm I think I'm gonna like foster this dog over the weekend when I have my two days off, and potentially adopt because she is so like docile." And Louis doesn't vibe well with other dogs, which is something we're trying to work on. Having this dog around that is like completely, um, I'm forgetting like the word for it. Chill? Uh, yeah, I mean, chill. Uh, there's like a specific word, but like chill, like doesn't care, like just wants love. Like having this dog around could like maybe teach Louis something. Mm -hmm. And so she was planning on doing it and uh, she got in to work like the next day, dog got adopted, which is like, you know, it's, it's good because the dog gets to go to a family and, yep. you know, have a home, but Ari's like, dang it, dang it. Would have sounded perfect for the Rose family. Gotta, gotta be honest. Mm. Have to be honest. Might be looking for a second dog. Yeah. Put that on Ari's radar. They're out there, man. There's a I lot know. of them. We love rescues. We, we love rescues. Our little Sid was a rescue almost mm -hmm. a decade ago. That's what we do. So tell me about the house. We looking at the ocean? We all hoity-toity up there? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a little view of the ocean. We're a little up. I mean, I don't want to give away too much. Right, exactly please don't. <laughs> but no, we... Um, we have a night, we have a little view of the ocean. Uh, it's about a 10 minute walk to get to the ocean. Uh, we can really walk everywhere We're right near like La Jolla village where all like restaurants and shops and stuff are, um, the house is nice. It's like exactly what we need. It's not like too big or anything like that. Um, 
no complaints, man. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Like I was like, man, I'm going to live here this off season. This is perfect. This is money. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you got, some- oh, and we bought a, we bought a golf cart when I was there. Oh, that's some rich people shit right there. <laughs> that is some rich. Did you put, please tell me that you like embroidered it with something. No, uh, we, we, we went, we got like breakfast and we like walked around the beach a little bit and then we're walking back to the house and I see a little golf carts shop. It's like La Jolla golf carts. Right. And so I'm like, oh, let's go check it out. See if maybe we can rent one for like, you know, the rest of, uh, cause I saw rentals on there. So go and see if we can rent one for the rest of my, um, all-star break. That'd be pretty fun. So we walk in and like, there are some souped up golf carts, like badass looking. Yeah. And I'm just kind of looking around and, uh, start talking with like one of the salespeople or whatever. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you want to test drive one? All right, sure. So we test drive this one. It was so sick. Like it has like a, it's got like a screen in the front. It's got like, you know, music speakers, uh super badass so we're like driving around I'm like man this feels good uh and then i get back and he's like you know that we have like the same model but like it's lifted like with like better shocks and it's like sits a little bit higher up you want to test drive that one i'm like okay let's do it test drive that one it's even better and like while we're driving it around i'm like no this is pretty cool or he's like yes yeah, pretty cool so <laughs> We got back from the test drive. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get one of these. I don't even know what a golf cart costs. Um, it's pretty expensive. But the good thing is that, you know, we buy it, we have it while we're in San Diego. And then let's say Ari matches for residency and somewhere where we would never need a golf cart or it would not work we could just sell it like back to them or we could, you know, sell it, whatever. Do golf carts hold their value? I don't even know. Decently well. Okay. Yeah. Not too don't bad. Put too many miles on that thing. Don't drive it down to, down to the gas lamp district or something. No, it's, uh, you're only allowed to drive it on like 35 mile per hour roads and below. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You dig golf carts. That, like I said, that's some rich people shit. You know you've made it when that happened. Could you even have? Did you were you able to mentally relax because you you played on a Sunday before the All Star break? Then this year because of the um, well, you got you guys didn't get back in action until Friday night, but you mm-hmm. had to pitch first game back. So at yeah. some point you have to flip that switch. Like, hey, it's like okay, I got to get back into work mode. Can you could you take a deep breath for seventy two hours and get away from everything? Yeah. That's the point of the all-star break for Good. sure. Yeah. Well, it was better than the Airbnb you had last year in Tahoe where it was fucking 9 million degrees. Yeah. But that adversity, we overcame it. I love that story. It was fun. It's <laughs> incredible. What was the best thing you did over the break other than buy a golf cart and hang out with your, your amazing wife? That was That's it. really it, man. I mean, we, had a nice dinner with uh, like a birthday dinner for Ari's mom. You had a birthday too. I did. I did have a birthday recently. 
July 14th. Yep. Okay. 28. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, last night, uh, me, three other guys, we went and got, um, gotten an Uber like 10 minutes away and got some in and out burger. Yeah. So it's been a while. There's, there's a couple in and outs here in Colorado and I swear to God, best in and out I've ever had in my life. Come on. You're an LA guy. You cannot say the best one ever is in Colorado. I've eaten at the, I've eaten at like the original in and out in Baldwin park. You know, the one, like when you're driving on the yep. highway and you see like the old fashioned sign. Yes. Like I've eaten at so many different in and outs ever since I was like 10 years old, like going to baseball tournaments. For some reason, this Denver, Colorado in and out was the best. Like, you know, people say, Oh, in and out burger is really good, but the fries are, they're terrible. They're the worst right. fries. These fries were banging, man. Everything was fire. I get my in, I get my in and out animal style where they like cook it. Yeah, they no, put mustard on it while they're no cooking it. No bun. It's in the lettuce and all that stuff, right? No, I don't do lettuce. I just do animal style. Oh, okay. All right. I like lettuce on the burger, but I still hamburger buns. Okay. Yeah. In and out uh, animal style burgers, I believe, just means grilled onions, and they mm -hmm. like put mustard on the burger while they cook it. Did you, do you get the sauce? Do you get the spread? Yep. There's spread on it. Yep. Spread is so good. Yeah. And I don't know, for some reason, this spot was, it was the best in and out I've ever had the in and out in Northern California, like the one in Davis, mm, not the best, uh, the in and outs in Arizona, like when I'm in spring training, I think are the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason they're like they don't taste right this was the best i've ever had it was weird what Colorado. is a guy what is a guy who's 6'6 265 how many burgers are we getting i can eat a lot what'd you eat last night <coughs> oh <Sorry>. bless you <coughs> kleenex yeah thank you uh last night i got a four by four animal style uh, animal style French fries. And I ate that. And then I was like, this is so good. I need another one. So I got a double, double animal style. You ate four burgers and then got another? No, a four by four. So you know, there's a double, double. Yeah. Where it's like two patties, yeah, two patties, two cheese. Yeah. A four by four is four patties, four cheese. I didn't know we could do that. Holy shit. There's no way I could eat that. They used to do, they used to do as much as you wanted. Like you could go and be like, oh, I'll have a nine by nine. And they would make that for you. And then somewhere along the line, it was getting too ridiculous. And they're like, we can't do this because it's like <laughs> slowing everything down. So they limited it to a four by four. The highest you can go is a four by four. Oh my God. No shake, huh? No, if I'm eating that much food, I'm not going to also do the shake. Okay. But the thing is, you lie down on your bed at the end of the night, it looks like you're four months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, all, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good later. It feels good while you're eating it. Right. Attention, Rose Rotation listeners. Turn big league action into big winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any game and get $100 in free bets instantly. Plus, all customers can combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. At DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be able to bet on your favorite batter to hit a double in his next appearance, your favorite pitcher's next pitch to be a strike, and so much more. I mean, tonight, I think Tristan McKenzie's going. Six innings plus, seven strikeouts plus, and throwing an Austin Hedges homer for a same-game parlay, and you, I mean, you'll be swimming in money. Swimming in money. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSE. New customers can make any $5 bet and get $100 in free bets instantly. That's promo code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. All right, so speaking of food, did you see Garrett Cole demolish the banana in the dugout the other day? I saw a little video of that on Instagram, yeah. I mean, for, it took him like two and a half seconds. I, you guys, what happens? Because you're, you're human beings. I know you have to time out the food and everything. Do you, do you get hungry when you're pitching? No. No, that, the banana thing, um, I, you know, I have, I've eaten during a game before only when I'm like, Ooh, I feel like I need some fuel, some energy, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm never hungry. What, what happens if you have to poop? Then you go poop in between innings. Does that happen? Uh, in my big league career, maybe once that'd be tough you generally take care of that before the game well i know you can but sometimes well you know let's say you're working into the seventh that could that could be a good two and a half hours hey you don't know how the human body's gonna work i i feel like you're i feel like the human body a lot of the time i mean and that's the thing too is like okay if you eat that in and out meal I had the night before you pitch, like, yeah, that might happen, but like, no one's doing that. We're in the big leagues. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna like try and destroy our body the day before we're supposed to perform at a high level. <laughs> you know, the night before I pitch, okay, cool. Let me have, you know, a nice balanced meal. And then leading up to, if I'm pitching a night game, okay, you know, nice light breakfast and, you know, maybe a little sandwich for lunch, not crushing like fried chicken and in and out. I won't tell you who, but not a pitcher. I know there was one player who used to eat soft serve ice cream before every game, every game he'd go in, just hang on to that thing, fill it up and then go play outfield that's amazing yeah everyone's different man Jeez. okay uh let's clean like, it up a little bit what do you got it reminds me of like when i think of like more old school baseball like so many guys are alcoholics and they're, they're just like crushing 
like so much alcohol, like ever on an almost everyday basis. And then going and like playing like that's, that's their normal. You know what I mean? Uh It's like, this is the state I'm going to be in to perform at my highest level. Whereas like, I'm not much of a drinker. It's like, man, if I had a bunch of drinks, like I feel so bad the next day. Like, I feel like I'm just dragging, you know, but some people that's, that's their normal level. So, you know, the player you're talking about, they have a whole bowl of soft serve ice cream. That would do me in bad if I need to go and like run around, especially as an outfielder, right? But that was his normal and that's what gets him right. Everyone's different. It's so weird. Dude, David Wells threw his perfect game hungover. Yeah. So a lot of I've a lot of players like they swear by it. Like I'm better when I'm hungover. All right. Uh, All-star game. You had a couple of um, representatives to the Chicago White Sox. Did you see T.A. and his beautiful family on the red carpet and then Liam Hendricks out there as well? Did you see their fits? Yeah, good fits, man. Very good. I love, by the way, those little girls, Tim Anderson's little girls are adorable. Yeah, cutest things ever. Holy smokes. They are. they, They really, they're so cute. They're awesome. I've known uh, Peyton, the older one, like for for a long time. Yeah, like since she was very very young. Yeah, uh, it's cool. It's cool seeing uh, kids grow up. Oh yeah. Though so I have Ari and I, have, we don't have any kids, but you know, seeing kids of teammates and stuff growing up, and it's it's fun. So a couple of years ago in Cleveland, um, you made the All Star team. And then, you know, the red carpet is, it's a big deal. Like, it's the one time we kind of get to see you guys dressed up. I mean, other than that, you're in your baseball hats and pants and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how long did you spend, did you and Ari, like, because you guys look great there. Did you spend a lot of time, like, getting this thing done? The style, the outfits? Yeah. Or did you just no. look in your closet and you're like, yeah, I'll take this? I was like, let me go. I have three suits uh let me go with this one you have more than three suits now right lucas no i got one i got two suits um after like when i got up to the big leagues with the white socks i bought two suits which i still wear um and then i got a new suit for my wedding and that's all i have that is it I would, I, because we stopped the like wearing suits on the road thing after like 2018. Um, So I had no need to like get more. Uh, I, if we had, if we're, if we were an organization, I like wore suits for road trips. I probably Mm -hmm. would have more by now, but it became unnecessary. So what is outside of golf carts? What do you spend your your money on like uh miguel rojas another one of our co-hosts here he is the biggest shoe head i know i know i've seen his jordan collection yeah so that's what he does you know mm-hmm. and he's got two kids and a family and everything but he that's his vice it's yeah. not negative it's a positive yeah. is there anything that you go after where you're like i gotta go get that no not really um you know i'm i'm i feel very fortunate that 
uh, I'm in the position where like, like the story I told, you know, Ari and I can be walking and then, you know, see something and be like, oh, you know, let's get that. Not have to worry about it. Because I know that that is not the case for most people. Mm -hmm. And so I feel very, very fortunate, but I, I don't really have many like material things that uh, I have like super interest in. Uh, when I was younger, I got into the Jordans um, and I bought a bunch of them. I still have a bunch of them that I have not worn, which might be a bad thing because if you don't wear Jordans, for a long time and then you try and wear them they'll like break apart <laughs> jesus Christ. Uh, but i bet you they're in great shape they look good so you could probably um, sell them yeah i mean but like what a, uh, well first of all what are you a size 15 14 14 yeah okay. so i have some jordans and then every once in a while i'll check the apps and see what's coming out i like dunks as well so uh, but I'm with Nike, which is a huge positive if you want to get like Dunks and Jordans and stuff. Um, so I'm able to like, you know, kind of look at them and see, oh, you know, maybe I can get these or whatever. Uh, I'll get a new pair of shoes every once in a while, but I very, very simple, man. Like I'm, I feel like I dress like a cartoon character. Sometimes it's like I'm wearing the same clothes every day. <laughs> I think it's why we get along so well. I was just talking to my wife the other night as we were driving home from dinner. And I got a little, I got a little bitchy. I got to be honest with you here. I got a little bitchy on the drive home. And I was like, fuck, I don't buy myself anything. Like nothing. I buy myself nothing. In a four-person household, I'm the 10th most important person. Far and away. And she was like, well, why don't you spend money on anything for yourself? I was like, because I don't. I don't do anything like I don't need anything, I guess is what it is. So yeah, I, I, guess feel, you and I, I feel the same way. Like I like I like my video games, right? Um, yeah, but you can only so spend like, I'll, so much. So I'll like upgrade my computer, uh, you know, buy a new GPU or or something like that. Um, but there's not like a consistent I'm not into like fashion or style like you have a long conversation about that with Tim. Like you saw the clothes he was wearing. He had the Amiri jeans and uh, I don't know if he was wearing like Dior or um, whatever, Louis Vuitton shoes. Um, he's got a lot of that uh, style stuff going on. Um, I have, I've bought, I bought some clothes, uh, shoes from, you know, the like Italian and French luxury brands. And they're cool, but all right, nice. You know, yeah, like you wear Ari's twice kinda, a year. Ari's Ari's kind of in the same boat. Like, I'm like, oh, like let me. You want this Louis Vuitton purse? No, I don't give a shit. You know, that's how she is. Um, like, what am I gonna do with that? Um, this will know, serve so, you well. I'm just telling you, this will serve you well. Yeah, it's like every once in a while, buy something cool, buy something nice. Uh, I don't, neither of us like shopping. That's another big one. Like the idea of like going to a mall and like walking around. I'm, I just get so sweaty. Like if I have to go and like go in a changing room and I'm like putting on clothes and trying them on, I am sweating. 
Like it's not a fun experience. It's especially not a fun experience for me because literally nothing fits me. If I go to a store, nothing, unless it's a big and tall store, which you don't want to buy the clothes at a big and tall store. So I go to a store. It's like, cool. I just spent 25 minutes here trying on 17 different things of, uh, you know, pairs of pants and shirts and, and the shirts are like going down to my belly button and the sleeves are like this and what the hell's going on? This is a double XL. What's, what is this? Um, that's my experience. So I don't really enjoy it. Um, it's like my least favorite that I do. That's one of my least favorite things. And then I did my least favorite thing this weekend paid for a car. That is my least favorite thing to do because our youngest son, he, we had to get him a car. Like, that's it. What kind my of car? Wife actually, huh? What kind of car? He got a, uh, a Honda Accord. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's all I care is that it's safe. That yeah. Is it. Yeah. New driver. I just want him to be safe. Just get home at the end of the day. That's it, son. That's First it. car I drove was my mom's Prius. How and the hell did you fit in it? it? I fit well in that thing. And then my parents ended up buying me a car. Uh, maybe like a year later. Volkswagen GTI. <laughs> and I fit in that car. There's something the driver's seat could really lower and like go far back. And even though it's like that little golf, right? Uh-huh. I was, it was one of the most comfortable cars to sit in. Um, but yeah, the Prius, the Prius was fun. One time I almost, uh, on Mulholland, I like, it was like a little wet and I like hydroplaned a little bit. I almost took it off the, the cliff on Mulholland. That would have been great. Yeah. For, pe- <laughs> for people who don't know, Mulholland is the part of Los Angeles that separates like the West side from the start of the San Fernando Valley. So if you go the wrong direction, there is nothing but thousands of feet of cliff. Yeah, it's on it's on the top of the hill. Not good. No bueno. Um, okay, what what was the first thing that you purchased after like a uh, after your signing bonus or something? Did you? Get it was it was good? it was it was my first car. What was that? The uh, I got a Chevy Tahoe. Huh. Yeah, I was drafted in 2012. I got a 2012 Chevy Tahoe, souped up like 24 inch black rims and window tint. And I got like, I low, I lowered it. Most guys, most guys in baseball want to lift their cars, like their trucks and stuff. I lowered mine. Because <laughs> Tahoe's like stock Tahoe's sit like this, like the, the, it sits higher on the back wheels. So yeah. I made it so it was flat and then lowered it a little bit. So the wheels are sitting like this. And man, I had, I got a sound system. I got three 12 inch subwoofers and like a custom case in the back. Man, that was fun. Did Max get something too? Um, I think Max, he bought a house in Nevada. Oh, okay. He got in the real estate game. He got in the real estate game early. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I think he did leases. I think he leased cars for a little while. I don't remember, but I had my Tahoe for 
I had my Tahoe until 2020. I had it for eight years. Really? Yeah, I was driving that thing around downtown Chicago. It was like, okay, it was fun. Um, and now okay. my brother has it. Oh, that, really? You gave it to him? Yeah, he's living in Silver Lake, and he's driving around this big Tahoe. <laughs> wow, it's not easy to get that thing around there. I'll tell you that. Do you want to tell us what you upgraded to or not? I've been driving a Lincoln Aviator the last uh, couple of years. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Um, no complaints to that. I wanted to get a Navigator, but it was, it was, I sat in it and I'm like, looking. I'm like, man, this thing's going to be big for playing in Chicago. Like it was even bigger than the Tahoe. And the guy was like, uh, well, we got the Aviators. It's like new this year, which is essentially a navigator but a little bit smaller mm. and i went i sat in it it was like the same amount of room like in the driver's seat like my big thing with cars is my head hitting the ceiling like most cars my head's touching the ceiling and that's uncomfortable yeah um so the aviator was great i was like hell yeah let's do it all right let me uh we've had a blast so far i do want to ask you a few baseball things okay um it was not the first half you wanted. It was not the first half you guys wanted as a team. The nice thing is nobody's running away in your division. So you're still very, very much in this thing. I was curious because you guys have not played well, especially well at home, which is odd. Know, and there have, weird. there have been a ton of times where the fire Tony chants have been heard. What is that like when you know as a player, you are responsible for hearing that sort of stuff? Um, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Like if we're not playing well and, you know, if the fans like they don't see the bullpen arm come out and pitch that they want to see pitch. Or maybe a guy goes out there like, and he doesn't have it that day. Like even the best bullpen pitchers, like sometimes they're not going to have it, you know, right. That's generally when those chants start. Because, I don't know, it's just kind of, you know, a few people get it going and then it's like, all right, let's all join in and, and do these chants and whatever. Um, we're a bit more concerned, like, if those chants are happening, we're probably a bit more concerned with what's going on on the field. Because it probably means we're losing or, like, we just gave up a bunch of runs. It is what it is. But you hear it. Sure hear everything my favorites the fans that uh you know they and i'm not gonna fault it's it's tough like i don't want to fault them too much because i know they really care and they want the team to do well like they're white Sox fans for life right and they're frustrated and it's like they'll come down and be like, like over the dugout yelling about the specific situation. Like, why are you bringing this guy in? Why is this guy pitching? Like yelling like at Tony. And it's like, well, you don't know everything that's going on. Bullpen especially is a very 
delicate thing because these guys have to cover a lot of innings, especially when starters aren't getting the job done. I'm one of the big, I've been one of the big guys not getting the job done. My last outing, I went three innings. So the bullpen had to cover six. Um, it's like, you know, you're, you're upset and you're saying, you know, why isn't this guy pitching in this specific situation? Well, you don't know how his arm's feeling. Mm -hmm. Like how many, how many pitches did he throw yesterday? Did he pitch the day before? Like he might be down on the depth chart for that day because he needs a break. Uh, you can't just run, run these guys down into the ground. Um, and so sometimes I wish I could like turn around and explain that to the guy that feels the need to come and yell about it. But it's, you know, you just let it be. It is what it is. Fair. There was that report that the clubhouse lacked leadership that came out. And Liam Hendricks was asked about it at the All-Star game. Uh, so was Tim Anderson. Uh, they both gave very frank answers. Here's Liam. I think the only issue that our clubhouse has had is complacency and the fact that we thought we were we would just roll out of bed and be able to do what we did last year, and that is something that has proven not to be true. And that is actually going to be better for us in the long run. What do you think of that? Yeah. What? I agree. Did you guys really think at the beginning of the year because you won the division by, I think it was 11 games or something, and you could just roll out? Um, Maybe sometimes. I, I don't – not completely. I think it's more of like a general attitude of – it's like confidence, like overconfidence, I guess. Like, you know, look at how good our team is. We're so good. We have so much talent. And we did this last year. So let's just do the same thing. Great. You know, instead of having that really, that like chip and that, uh, that like, you know, inner drive each day whether it be individually or collectively as a team, like, yo, like we're winning today. This is important. Um, and so, you know, I think that could have contributed to some of our issues and kind of why we're, where we're at right now, for sure. On a personal level, um, you know, the bit that I do know, I know how much you care about all this stuff. And I also know how much you, think about how you can make yourself better when you're not getting the results that you want to get. Is there the possibility of you trying to do too much in between your starts to find yeah. something like, how do you. Absolutely. It's tough uh, as a pitcher because you can't, it, you, you don't want to overwork your arm, especially in the course of the season where you got to throw a lot of innings. And so it's like, I really got to make physical adjustments. I mean, I've been essentially making physical adjustments all season long it is not where you want to be. I have not been where I want to be for the majority of the season. Obviously uh, the numbers reflect that. And so it, it's a grind. It's a struggle of like, I got to get this right physically. And in order to do that, I need reps of doing it correctly. Right. You can't just break a bad habit because you're like, yeah, I'm going to break this bad habit and I'm going to throw the way I need to. Like you need to practice, but you can only practice so much. Like I can't go throw a hundred pitch bullpen on my day two or day three. 
you know, I have 30 to 40 pitches to work with. Otherwise now I'm like taxing my arm and I'm not going to have, uh, like my full energy in my next start mm-hmm. or maybe my arm might not feel as good. Um, so same thing with the gym, like in the off season, I crush weight room and, you know, do all this stuff because it's fine. I can be sore every single day, whatever. But during season, like I got to try and put myself in a position to be feeling prime, feeling really good on my pitching day. So I can't like just go in in the weight room every day and like really hone in and just like do this exercise a thousand times until I'm doing it right every single time or whatever it may be. So it's like, it's a tough balance you have to find of like, I have to try and put in as much like focused work to be able to like break bad habits and develop good habits. Um, You know, when it comes to fluidity and in mechanic pitching mechanics and explosiveness in my legs and hips, uh, having that syncing up with my upper body and how I'm delivering baseball. It's been a tough road. I guess I'm also curious emotionally, like how you deal. I, can I be honest here for a second? I, and I've told mm-hmm. you this before. I hate it when you pitch against my team. And you've told me, well, you should always be rooting for your team to do great against me. I, that's what I expect. I hurt for you the other day. Like, it bothered me that you were out after three innings. And I was a, <laughs> I was a grump the rest of the day around the house and all that sort of stuff. And I was like... It was a, that was a very frustrating start because I feel like I've been making good progress over the last, I don't know, few weeks. Um, and... I felt like I was making some pretty good pitches. Obviously the stuff isn't uh, where, where it could be. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to work on, but I was making some pretty good pitches and they're just like, they're good at getting the bat on the ball. They are good. They were okay. finding holes, man. Like I gave up nine hits. The Homer was a big one. Never want to give up homers. Um, and Quan to lead off the first inning smashed a slider for a single. I believe the other uh, seven, simple math, the other seven hits were like low exit velocity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like some bloopers falling and ground balls finding holes. But that's baseball. Like, you look at the box score. I got shelled. I got shelled. But it, like, as I was out there, it's like, man, they're not hitting the ball very hard. Um, but it's credit to them. Like, they're not swinging and missing. They're just putting the ball in play and good things are happening. That's how the game goes sometimes. So that was a tough one. Um, but, you know, move on. Keep going. But how long, like, I guess um, my question is, like, how long does that sit with you? Do you were you able to wash it away because – you were like, wasn't the hardest contact for the most part. And I think I'm making progress. Were you like, okay, by Saturday morning? Were you recharged? Um, I mean, it can't get any worse. It's been, it's been pretty miserable this year. So it's essentially like, that's, that's, that's the way it's going. Um, you know, I've, I've 
allowed myself to kind of fall into some bad habits and put myself in a position to where I'm not uh, pitching as effectively as I could be. Mm-hmm. And these are the results I'm getting. So it's motivation to keep working as hard as I can every single day. Uh, having like good focused, like I said, you can't overwork. Right. Um, which I feel like I, uh, I'm guilty of doing that sometimes. So I have to be, be careful and make sure it's like, okay, I can, I can do this much, but it's gotta be focused. It's gotta be, it's gotta be good stuff, good stuff I'm working on. So that's it, man. Like I don't get as, I don't get as like emotionally, um, involved and like as upset as like a few years ago when things weren't going right. Uh, I try and separate it. You know, I know the things that are like most important in my life, I can go back to, you know, my family and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just motivation. I gotta, gotta get it right. Yeah, I know. And I, we appreciate that. I know our audience appreciates it because I know it's not fun talking about when you're not doing as well as you want to. I do appreciate it. Um, Dylan Cease has been unbelievable. I think it's 11 straight starts with one earned run or less. It's unreal. But I think his mustache has just kind of taken on a life of its own. What, what is, uh, where did that thing come from? I don't know. He showed up to spring training. We're all making fun of him. And now it's like hard for me to picture his face without it. That's yeah, just unreal. That's who he is. He got it cleaned up uh, over all-star break. He went, got a haircut and barber shout out Lawrence Funk or barber in Chicago. Uh, he did a nice job, like really cleaning it up because sometimes Dylan's like mustache will be hairs kind of going. Mine does that too, but I keep mine shorter than his. Um, it was looking real nice last start and you saw the results. Another six inning scoreless performance for Dylan. He was upset because he only struck out four. Oh, that's low for him. Yes. Yes. He was it's not, not happy. It's a team that, that doesn't strike out a ton. So tell me. It is a team that doesn't strike out a ton. But he faced he he pitched against them. His last start against me struck out nine. <laughs> I know. Which is eight. That's like 18 for most teams. I think you should think about going Fu Manchu. I don't think my wife would like that. Sometimes we got to do what's best for the team. I know. Yeah. I, I, a couple times I've thinking about just shaving it all off, having a start where I like get back to like baby face Lucas. Um, but it's hard, man. You could also grow beard back in about 72 hours. I'm guessing. True. True. Just a thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dylan, just, uh, I love where he's at right now. Love where he's at. Uh, I'm very, very proud of him because I've seen, I've seen the work he's been putting in the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, I was expecting this, you know, these types of performances and this type of season. Uh, I was expecting this out of him. Uh, I'm pumped that it's happening like this year pump that it's happening yeah he's he's done it he's been amazing i might go from non-all-star which was ridiculous we can talk about that somewhere else biggest biggest all-star snub yeah 
I think maybe ever or since like Pedro Martinez, I believe for pitchers, starting pitchers, yeah. that one year Pedro Martinez was snubbed. Um, yeah. He's been unreal. Yeah. I don't know how I don't, I still, I've been thinking about, it. I don't know. I don't understand. Nobody does. Yeah. Well, once he was, once he was pitching that Sunday before the all-star game, I think they were probably like, well, we're just going to have to replace him anyway. Should have been named an all-star. I don't care if he had to replace him again. Should have been named an all-star. Yeah. Just throw like whatever. Yeah, he, exactly. He's going to, he'll have an opportunity next year and the year after that and the year after that, he'll be fine. But it was very frustrating. All right, I'll give you one more thing before the wheel of moderately interesting things. Lance Lynn's crotch grab went to a totally different level recently. I don't Mm. know if you saw this one. How do I see it? I think if you just... Gallery view. Okay. Ooh, I love that. I mean, that was almost like take my cup out of my jock and throw it into row F sort of deal. Yeah. Lance is one of the few uh, starting pitchers in the league that wear a cup. Oh, no. You don't? No. Oh, please wear a penis protector. <laughs> Didn't you uh, see the David Price line drives uh, like probably seven or eight years ago? And it's I, haven't, I have not since high since before high school. I finish the way I finish. There's no, there isn't really a risk there. Knock on wood. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, the, I like, I've always loved, love Lance's theatrics out there. It's great. That's really a great, that's a great crotch grab to the, like, the, get out of here. That is the full finish. Mm-hmm. Really dig in there. Man, that is impressive. Okay, Lance Lynn. <laughs> That's a good one. We have new categories on the wheel of moderately interesting things since we last spoke. Okay. We have grade A, crushing it, mini me, giving mood. Stranger Things. Ready? I did not watch the new season of Stranger it has Things. Has nothing to do with that. Okay. That's that's the old Rose misdirection. <laughs> Crushing it, which has been very popular. Who was your uh, first celebrity crush? Oh, jeez. Oh my god, I don't know. For an Hollywood star. You want another question? I'm trying to think. I can ask you the next one. Okay? You can get back to me. I'll be here. You'll probably text me afterwards. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. All right, here we go. Remember the movie? Remember the movie Shark Tale? Is that an animated movie? Yeah. Yeah, why? The fish opposite of <laughs> Will. <laughs> was it who was the Will Smith's character? <laughs> you had the hots for a fish? That's a meme. It was a meme answer. Like, that's a joke. 
Thank you. All right. Mini me. What is the one item when you go to a hotel room that's in the mini bar that you're like, I've got to have that. Like there's always something. Mm. For me, it's like those uh, chocolate covered either almonds or something. I can't get away from them. There's one hotel we go to that has uh, chocolate caramel balls. That sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Is it like they put it in the clear jar so you have to look at it? This one, they're not here, not this hotel. I don't even know if, we, I don't think there is one here. It's weird. Uh, maybe it's in one of the drawers. It's but, filled with gummies. Gummies? And not the kind that kids should be having. It's Denver, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, the, Chocolate caramel balls. Um, what else? I like the like Chex mix. The yeah. If I want something savory, it's like the it'll be like the Chex. It's not Chex mix. It's like whatever their version of it. Mm. Okay, I could go over with those caramel. Is that balls. one of those sleeping rings? Yeah, no, you know what it is? It's like some giveaway from the Dodgers game. It was like the 19, oh. 1963 replica of World Series ring. I just nice. I don't know. I just hang on. Look, look what else I've got. Got a Tony LaRusa bobblehead from his old days. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. There you go. I think that's probably all you would notice, would recognize around here. That's it. Oh, I got this too. Are you a big memorabilia fan? A, li oh, a little bit. There's a Chris Rose, Kevin Millar intentional talk bobblehead. Wow. Remember that show? You guys are fresh out of the tanning booth. I know. <laughs> oh, my. When this first came out, this was probably a decade ago, almost. Wow. And my younger son, who was probably seven or eight at the time, whatever. He looks at it and he goes, Dad, that does not look like you. They gave you way too much hair and your teeth are too white. Mm -hmm. said, Fuck you. Go to your room. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, man. Uh, good catching up. It had been a little while. So we're going to send you some good juju here. Some good mojo. Appreciate it. All right. And I appreciate you taking your time out of your day. And now you may get back to the Sopranos episodes. Yeah. We keep binging through this. Uh, yeah, but I appreciate it. Yeah, my it's my first time. I get to check another park off the list tomorrow. You, do you pitch Wednesday? Yes, I get to pitch here as well, but it's my first time at uh, course. I heard the bullpen is beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like scenic. Like there's, you almost feel like somebody's playing a round of golf through your bullpen. It's wonderful there. Ooh. Yeah, I have three Looking more parks to, to go. Three more active parks still to go. That's it. You haven't been to them all. I have not. I haven't. I'm been surprised to, you haven't. I know. Well, I haven't been to New Atlanta. I was supposed to go last year, but I okay. just couldn't get there. I haven't been to New Texas. Okay. And have not been. It's amazing. One of the older parks, Toronto. Even though I grew up only like four and a half hours from there, I mm. can't believe I never drove to Toronto from Cleveland. Okay, I, I get it though, and it's understandable why those three you haven't been to yet. Yeah. 
look at look at Coors Field. It's gorgeous. You'll want to just go out there and enjoy fresh air. Beautiful. Really yeah. Nice. We, have, we might not. Liam Hendricks might just post up in the pine needles or something out there. It'll be out. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, like I said, good catching up with you. Congratulations on the new house. Congratulations on the new golf cart. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be whipping around. Nice. We'll talk to you in August at some point. For our outstanding producer, the one and only Robbie Chiracco, and our summer intern, the soon-to-be college-bound Alden Stone. That is Lucas Giolito. I'm Chris Rose. We'll catch you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.